This is Justin, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Denisha, and we are the Bonners, and you are listening to Focus on Me. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining in. We're so glad that you all are listening to this podcast. It's been a long time coming. It's something that we've been talking about doing for a long time, but nothing like a world pandemic to give you a whole bunch of free time to do the things that (laughs) you get too busy to do and all of the chaos of regular life. So we're glad that you're joining us. So focus on me actually has a couple of different meanings. Um, Me stands for marriage enrichment. So this is a podcast that's centered around relationships and having healthy, happy relationships. I think it's uncommon um, a lot of time now to see healthy relationships. And I think the media does a great job of trying to promote dysfunction, particularly in the African-American community. So we celebrate relationships, we celebrate marriage all over the world, but definitely in, in our, our communities. And we want to make sure that we provide a platform where we can all keep growing and learning and just, you know, dealing with everyday challenges and how to overcome those. Um, we have different expertise and experience. So hopefully uh, as you guys join us on our journey, it'll be something that you find helpful and relevant. So yeah, me also stands for the combination of our middle names. My middle name is Marche. And mine is Edward. So one day when I was talking about doing a clothing line or something, yeah, one of my random ideas that I always have, we I was thinking about what we could call the clothing line and and Justin said we call it focus on me and I said I think that's pretty cool one because people I know I do anyway people love (laughs) moments to focus on themselves buy themselves something nice or shiny so so it is self-care right see I've trained them well y'all if you think about you know something that people would wear because it's talking about like focusing on me I, I think they would buy it but even just the reality of how we need to focus on ourselves sometimes we give a lot of things to everybody else and we don't usually have anything left for us so not only is self-care vital for our longevity but it's some make a few extra dollars so he came up with that wonderful idea about using that uh, phrase that encompasses our middle names and then uh, is there something else that it means or am i missing it no you got it you got it you got yeah it's perfect Um, So one of the cool things about this episode is not only is it our first podcast, but it is actually our two-year anniversary. Happy birthday. Well, no, that's not a birthday. Not a birthday, but it's an anniversary. It's kind of a birthday. It's the birth of of a wedding. So yes, it is. Okay. Y'all see how he does that? It works out. It works out. So we're going to let him have that one. But happy anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) It is our second anniversary. I was talking to uh, one of our little brothers earlier today, and he was like, y'all got too many anniversaries. I can't keep up with y'all. Y'all know I love y'all, and I know that y'all love each other. (laughs) But I told him, I said, well, you know, here's the reality. It's not that we have so many anniversaries. I said, we just have three, and they're like 12 weeks apart. So, you know, in May was the anniversary of when we officially became uh, an item about four weeks later is the anniversary of our engagement and like three weeks later was our wedding anniversary so boom 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 quick so maybe that's a good place (laughs) to tell the story of how all of those things came to be how we became a me in the first place yeah a me which is a unit Mm. um so 
you guys are gonna get an awesome little introduction here in just a, in just a second. Y'all gonna really so get ready because I know y'all salivating and y'all ready for this. So this journey of beautiful deliciousness started <laughs> started over 25 years ago. I was probably what 13, was about 10 or so. You were 13. That's yeah. yeah, that's about accurate. And you know, we our families. Um, have known each other for literally as long as we've been alive and you know our siblings know each other were at, at one point they were very very close and uh, me little old me little short Justin was uh, always enamored by this tall beautiful thing named Denisha oh my god <laughs> so you know like I said it started many many years ago and uh, we've remained friends throughout high school and throughout her college ventures and my work ventures and then her work ventures. And we always managed to uh, stay in touch at some point, even if it was, you know, gaps in time and, and whatnot. Um, I remember back in the days, even writing letters, you know, those nice lengthy long letters. People don't know, a lot of people don't know nothing about letters these days. Everything is texting and emailing, but those those letters that meant something, you know, when you, when, when you write, Eight page front back letters, literally you know. eight <laughs> two, two from date songs. And some some of y'all, if, if y'all are eighties babies, some of y'all remember remember them nineties. Some of y'all might not remember the nineties stuff, but the eighties babies will remember these. But yeah, you know, we we were always very very close, um, very very good friends. We had a hiccup in time. Um, burp, if you will. Yeah, I, I call it a gas bubble. That's what I call it. What are we talking about right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it a gas bubble. All this indigestion, gastrointestinal well, stuff. Bubbles, I learned it from my mama. Gas bubbles, they hurt. Okay. So when they sit, they, they bellow up and they hurt, and sometimes it takes time. So you're comparing our relationship to painful burps and gas? No, not our relationship. I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about that 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 in between space where we were separated. Oh, okay. That time there okay. was a hiccup, All there right. was a burp, there was and, a there was a little gas bubble that and, blew up. And sometimes that gas bubble is also known as marriage and well, marriage and then other people, uh, you know, because uh, we had we had you, you remember we had people that was kind of uh, influctuated in the middle of there. I didn't know and you knew, but you didn't tell me all that 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 stuff. I asked you questions. You just didn't, you know. No, you weren't honest. Oh, I was honest. Nah. No. See, was, let me I, tell y'all about this kicker. I was absolutely this honest. Bird. So he told you about being ten years old and whatever thoughts he had back then. And I mean, when you're thirteen, you don't know nothing about the world. But you, but if you read poetry like she was reading poetry, because she was getting it. She was definitely. And again, it. when you're thirteen or fourteen, hard out. You don't know nothing about real life. But anyway, around 27, now this goes way, way back. We're dating ourselves here. But <laughs> MySpace was still the thing. Like, yeah, it's top friends list. You know, Facebook that. wasn't really even those big college, like this. And I know a lot of people can't even imagine the time when there was not Facebook <laughs> or another yeah. social media, but MySpace was the then Facebook. And I saw a picture of him and I was like, wow, Justin's not 10 anymore. It's kind of cute. <laughs> and then, you know, we started talking and there were some other females in the place. And, the, and now the funny part is Justin talks about how he always, you know, felt whatever about me. But one of the things I always know is Justin always had a girlfriend. Well, listen, and <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The last time I saw you prior to that was in 97. 
and you was asking me to hook you up with somebody else. So, so again. But in in my defense, Mm -hmm. what that was was simply that particular time, I didn't realize how much older you were than me because you were always so much taller. Back in the days, we equate height to age. So me, I'm thinking like, yeah, she's way too out. This is like a fantasy thing. She's way too old for me. You know, especially because I knew how old your other siblings were. Mm-hmm. And I figured you must have been that much closer to them in age. So I'm like, yeah, she's probably way out of my range. Didn't stop me from feeling what I was feeling. But, but, so, but so, I mean, when you ask somebody to hook you up with somebody else, it's kind of clear, like, they not thinking about you. But you wasn't checking for me either, though. But anyway, so back to the saying. <laughs> 10 years later, 27, I'm like, wow, Justin's not a little kid anymore. So we start, you know, talking, thinking about, you know, potential relationships. And Justin had a female best friend who will remain nameless because they may be listening to this podcast because <laughs> they still be stalking and checking, but it's oh, all stop. good. It's all ain't good. Nobody's it's all good. Ain't nobody stalking and checking for me now. I ain't tripping. <laughs> I am not tripping. But anyway, you know, so things are moving along and, you know, I start getting all these messages in my inbox like, oh, it wasn't from me and I didn't know nothing about him. Let's make that clear. (laughs) I'm his best friend and you better take care of my baby, Justin. I'm like, what? And to this day, my best friend still be ready to ride because I I was like, yo, let me tell you, this, this chick is in my inbox trying to, you know, tell me what I better do for her, boo and all. And so I asked you about her. I don't remember this. I did. I asked you, like, yo. No, I told you. We was friends. And we uh was. Uh Uh-huh. And we was. And one kind of friends, y'all. We was friends. Yeah, y'all was friends, all right. We were friends. Yep. The one kind of friends. And, you know, women, I know all the women listening right now, I know y'all know when you have that feeling, it's like, mm, some name really what you say it is. And I lived in Ohio, and he lived in New York at the time. So, you know, I can't see you. I can't, you know... And I wasn't even perfect either. Uh, you can't say it because I definitely, I never, t- I never lied about anything. You, I didn't lie. Not a hundred percent. I may not. No, I, I, I may not have you, told you something, but I didn't lie. So okay, so this is a topic for another podcast. <laughs> what is a lie? <laughs> Write that down because we need to circle back around to that <laughs> in the future because I feel like that could get you in trouble. And don't we can't have our followers out here no, being misguided by you talking I, about? I'm good. I don't know. You might get some of these listeners. Men don't listen to that. They talking no. about you don't know what a. We're talking about the journey. This is what we're uh-huh. talking about. And the I'm journey, just saying, this is the journey. Don't lead them astray talking is, about you didn't lie. I'm not, like, I'm, listen, I'm not leading no, I'm telling there's a journey. Because uh-huh. you got to remember, even with the journey, there's age and there's growth. So this is a journey. All right. But anyway, he lied. I didn't uh, lie. He didn't, I didn't tell lie. me. It was true. I was like, what's up with you and this girl? He's like, oh, no, we just best friends. She ain't nothing. La, la, la. But she kept coming at me real sideways. Now, I also have to say this has been, gosh, 13 some years ago, so I don't remember all the details. So I don't remember all the things that happened, but I just remember being like, yeah, I'm not cool with this. And, you know, like how sometimes you can miss a phone call or, you know, like I felt like there was just things that was kind of like missing and then he was supposed to come visit and he you know there was some reasons that you did oh yeah those come. those were those are real reasons those were valid, no, yeah 
definitely because I was very disappointed at because that was I was looking forward to that Martin Luther King movie. You know, Valerie's and he wasn't even coming, and, and the girl still was around, and he wasn't lying. We wasn't telling me everything. So I'm like, ain't no girl that's just your best friend gonna be this concerned about what you doing with some other female. And, you know, at whatever point, I just kind of faded to black. Like, yeah, I don't have time for that. And, you know, we still were friends. But, like, the next time we talked, he was telling me about this other girl he was with. Back to my point. Listen. About always had a girl. Listen, listen, listen. Always. Had a girl. No, not always. Always. Not always. Not, Every not always. time, all the time. It was interim times. All the time through the years that we talked, you always had a girl, which is cool. Nice looking dude. That's what you're supposed to do. And then, y'all, let me tell you what he did. He hit me with the call one day, because, you know, always through the years, especially once we like got old enough, because see, back in the day, you had to get like a minute card to use long distance. But then oh once you got like the cell phones and it was free after seven, right? But then it got to the point where you just could call whatever time, it wasn't no big deal. So he called me one day, cause we would always just talk every couple months, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Called like, what you doing on such and such date? Again, I live in Cincinnati, he live in New York. I'm like, hmm, I don't know why, what's up? Now, uh, now let, let's preface this though. With the fact that there was a lot of extenuating circumstances to the situation, number one. Number two, number one with that that, that extenuating circumstances had to do with morals. Well, let, let, let's clear that up first. You ain't Secondly, even let me tell him what the situation was. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Secondly, we're gonna preface it with again, I at this time, I'm not knowing what's going on with her. I'm so in my brain, I'm like, well, you know. I thought she just faded back and I did not know the reason why. Because as of this time, we still hadn't really had that conversation on what the reason was for her fading back. So I'm bringing her back to the forefront because that's not, that's my homegirl. We've always been cool. So Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. We was cool. Yeah. You told me that you was dating this other girl and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, great, happy for you. Wonderful. So in another conversation, because, well, we're going to protect an innocent. I'm not going to use those names. But, you know, one conversation, he's like, what you doing on the, the 15th? I'm like, I don't know. What's up? He said, I'm getting married. I want you to come to the wedding. And I wish this was a video so y'all could see my face. The face <laughs> I'm making right now. I'm like, um, yeah, probably not available on that date. But, you know, well wishes. Now, I know what y'all thinking right now already. Y'all was saying the same thing I was thinking. Because he telling me about like this wedding, like, and it's say like the first of the month and he get married on the 15th. I'm like, Justin, is she pregnant? <laughs> and was that time you didn't lie even? I don't remember what I said. You told me no. Did I tell you no? You did. You said no. I don't remember. So was that a lie See, or you left no, it out? I don't, no, no, no. Well, that's, if, if I said, no, look, I can say it. If I said that, because I don't even remember it. I said that. I don't, I didn't remember. So if you're bringing it back up so, and you you remember it, then then yeah, then you was you were right. Okay, so And that's I said, what okay, she's not pregnant, right? I'm like, okay, well, no, I'm not going to be able to make it to that wedding. Because now this is all probably like within the same year, end of the year, not more than a year after we stopped talking. No, uh, no, it's definitely. It was you definitely. You got married in 2009? 
I think. I so, know, I think. in 2008. She said seven was seven. Right. With seven was when we started talking, but up to the January would have been Martin Luther King, like 2009. Yeah, but like, all them deaths were like in seven. Yes. So, he got married. That was a gas bubble. That was a hiccup. That was a... That was a gas that bubble because a, that was the pain. That was where the pain was. Yeah, that was a lot. So, then, he got unmarried. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that, and um, and then he called me one day. So yeah, so you know, um, and this, and obviously we, I, I feel like that, even like that whole portion, the, the whole portion of, you know, after life after marriage, after a for a failed marriage, I think it's always it's, it's a whole nother conversation that we can always talk about at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but but one thing I will say to kind of dash through that portion is that I think self-discovery and learning about oneself after something has imploded, exploded, whatever you want to use, but it's no more. Let's just say that. Um, life after something like that, you it really takes time. It takes some time for you yourself to figure out what you need to, you know, take time to really love on yourself mm-hmm. and to not fall victim to you know a rebound relationship or whatever mm-hmm. whatever um so there was a lot of changes that ended up in my life after you know you know within the coming years after that and um amongst one of those changes was uh, i decided you know what we're doing we're doing some life changes we're gonna do some things we haven't done before so i embarked on a new, a new job which led me to li- new living situation and with all of that, one of the things that came along with it was um, a show that was in my industry and it had to be located in Indianapolis. And I was like, yo, you know what? Andy, 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 Andy. I wonder how far that is from Cincinnati. So I hit her up and um, I think we, I text you first, I believe, right? Yeah, I text you first and see that, hey, you know, if you were available, then like we were texting back and forth, but then you eventually called me back and said, you know, we were, trying to figure, we were trying to figure out, navigate a time and we could, we could meet up because I learned it was only an hour and a half apart. So um, we met up. Well, I got there and then eventually we met up that, was it Friday? Was it Friday afternoon? Yeah, like Friday, Friday afternoon we met up. And I will tell you, the crazy thing about all this was from the top, from all this time, I hadn't actually seen her in, was how long has it been? About twenty years. We hadn't seen each other, hadn't been each other's presence. Well, you know, we you see you see each other through, through pictures and whatnot, but not being in each other's presence for, for for over twenty years. And obviously, you know, I was actually with my boss at the time, and, he, and I saw him looking. I was like, dang, like, okay, <laughs> come on, come through here, all black with your with your red hair, and it's like, all right, little little shine and whatnot. I was like, okay. So, you know, I'm ch- I'm checking out. I mean, it's what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm going to check for it because, I mean, look, I done, wait, I done waited all this time to see you, and it's been that long. You know, and then the craziest, I think probably the craziest part, and most people aren't going to understand this. If you know us or if you've seen us, you will understand it. But I couldn't believe that I actually was not as short as I was before. <laughs> so being able to look at you eye to eye and not have to look up to you hurt my neck was like crazy. I was like, oh. All right, all right. So silly. It, well, it's what it is, though. You know, you know when we spent time together in the, in the mall. Oh, the mall. Oh, 
the mall, the mall, the mall. So she took me to this mall. And I really didn't take him. It was just right across the street from the hotel. <laughs> well, te- technically, you gave me your keys. I did give you keys. And I, I drove like to, to the mall with you, you in my car. You've been driving ever since. <laughs> driving this bunny. <laughs> so, ever since. You know, so we get we get to the mall and we get the parking lot. And, you know, elevator comes. And she grabs my hand. Holds my hand and pulls me in the elevator. I was like, "Huh?" Just holding my hand, like, "Okay, come on, Jess, you got it already." Like, "Okay, <laughs> shucks." What? So I was like, <laughs> and all of a sudden, she kind of realized, like, like her car just had her hand had been shown a little bit, so she kind of pulled her hand back. I was like, "I got it." I was like, "Oh, that's what you thought?" I, like, I got it. I that's got what you it. thought? Like, I know, like, I already oh, know, like, okay. I already know. <laughs> You know, it's, it's like, I'm, like I'm starting to little, I gotta play little seeds or whatever, you know. Yeah, I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So, you know, we walking, walking, whatever. You know, sometimes you gotta do things to test. And maybe I shouldn't tell y'all this, but sometimes you gotta do things to test things out, to see where they at, see where, if they really about it, or they really about you. So I'm, I'm just like, That's hmm. what she was doing. Sometimes you got to do it. Oh, okay. You got to do it. Okay. You know, I, we was walking up. We was, was it on the escalator? I think it was on the escalators, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, just a little, little hand on the... She, she got a shovel booty. She got a hand on oh, the booty. Oh, my goodness. Hand oh. on the booty real quick. And, you know, she didn't move it. So I was like, all right, this is this is a sign. This is good. This is goodness. Stop. Hold on. <laughs> it was not a sign. <laughs> it was me trying not to be rude to somebody that you have not seen be rude in... Money. 25 on. years like I didn't want to make a scene it wasn't like a sign so, around like so, it's okay for wait, you to be here but wait, wait that may don't not have look, 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 don't wait, tell the people that look, so okay so then even when we were sitting down talking and everything and my hands happened to end up on your thigh no once again <laughs> Wait, and you know, I was just chilling. And you was dreaming in my eyes oh, and everything. Stop. <laughs> stop the man. But it's okay. So listen, no, it's all right. No, 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 no. Here's Don't the thing. Don't be ashamed now. I'm not saying, but we gonna tell the truth. We can't Don't have we can't have the people out here in, in podcast land, you know, being deceived. We gonna tell oh, the whole truth. They not gonna be deceived. Here's y'all. what happened, y'all. You know, most of the time people can't talk without touching each other. Like you laughing, hey, ah ha ha! You hitting somebody on the hand? You hit? It was like that, and we were sitting on a two seater couch in the mall. Like you know, it wasn't like a big old spacious couch, so it, it was, was like, enough space. It was a closer proximity, <laughs> and so you know, you like tap somebody, but like, but wait, but listen, no, but check, but check. He just kept touching me, and at whatever point, it wasn't like a, oh, he's being like. And I wasn't fast. Trying to be fast. Right. That's know, why I, I wasn't, wasn't thinking about it. I like, wasn't, you know. I wasn't thinking She was looking about, good, but I wasn't trying to be fast. Right. That's why I didn't make a big scene. I'm like, this is a childhood friend. If it had been like a first date, like a blind date, I'm like, uh, excuse me, move yeah, over. You better have that. But my, my point is, so don't make it seem <laughs> like you was uh, out here just like, you know, and I was just out here being whatever. It Listen, was, you were showing me you, and it's okay. No. It's all listen, right. Anyway, you was a little sweet brown sugar. It's all right. Here he go. Here he go. <laughs> it's all right. It's all he right. wasn't you, saying you, none you, of this. He, 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 he will be swallowed. It's all right. He wasn't saying none of this. It's all right. It's all right. In Indianapolis, he talking big because he got. No, but you. But what it is is you can't. 
I can't tip my hand that I know what's going on, and I can't tip my hand and let you know how I'm, well, you, I'm feeling. Were you, so, how were you feeling? That's how you was thinking that day? Well, what I, what I was thinking was, I was like, yo, so hmm, let's see where this might go. Like, That's not what you were thinking. No, I actually was. Because what, you don't remember I told you that before I, before we left, when we, we had took a couple pictures or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, I kind of want to kiss her. But I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I don't want, I would be really embarrassed if she'd be like, hmm, no. So I'm like, yeah, so we're not going to do that yet. I'm not going to check attend it. Because you got to remember, this is something that I had to, I had to want to kiss you for since, since way back when I was 10. Right. So, my, so, But if you was that, that time, secure, if you was that like, oh, this is what she doing, why didn't yeah. you take it? Well, because again, I didn't want to offend you. I had oh, to oh, wait, no, you just said. <laughs> I didn't want to offend you. No, you so just if I said was, I was feeling you. So. Right. But you know, listen. But again, if you trying to if you trying to hold your cool and I shout you out like that, that's not okay. It's like, wait, you weren't supposed to do that to me. Like the light shining on me. Like no, it's like popo with the light. Like no, bing. Uh-uh, you ladies and that. gentlemen, you want ladies that. and gentlemen. You this is two years later. All the cockiness of two years later. <laughs> I guarantee you, none of this happened the way he's telling you that he that's did. That's not that's not accurate. That's not accurate. There's a lot that happened. Matter of fact, most of all, what I'm saying, I'm, I'm giving it... percent of the emotional energy that you are perceiving from this recording. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I would, because, well, because here's the other thing. The other and thing. we gotta move on. <laughs> well, and it's, it is, there's, video, there's more video footage to this, to all of it, to, 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 to this story from our engagement video. So they all heard it. Anybody that was in, in the building at that time has heard this story, so they know. Anywho, but yeah, we, um... It got us to that point and um once Wait, 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 but wait though. Within a week he was back in another relationship. Folks. I was not in another relationship. Mm-hmm. That's a lie though. That's not truth. Talking to somebody in a relationship. Y'all can't see the face I'm giving him right you now. You can give me the face you want to, but I was not in another relationship at the time. I was I, I was talking to someone. Talking to someone and I was contemplating the difference. Because even at that time, I didn't know where she, where you stood. Because as a matter no, of fact, you yourself, you yourself was stood. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. You yourself weren't even available. You weren't. Because you, available. no, you yourself told me, well, I got some things I need to, I need to work out. Because I asked you. I actually did ask you about. I did. You I did, did not. I did. You did not. I did. I'm going to tell you I, why I know you did not. You because did. I started to ask you, were you in a relationship? And I told you this. I started to ask you, were you in a relationship? And I didn't ask because I didn't want you to say, are you? But we and talk, I didn't want to have to say, this, but you, but, well, but you, are, you had a situation. Correct. So, so we did not talk about that in Indianapolis. No, no, not in Indy. I'm not talking about Indy. I'm talking about a, a later conversation. But I'm talking about Indy. No, I had kind of moved a little past Indy. Yes. So I'm talking but about Indy was right the after Indy. You started talking to somebody like within a week, because within a week, I got up enough nerve to ask you, and you was like, "Yeah, I am talking to somebody." Right, like, okay. and, I, and, I, and I didn't lie; I was honest. You were, but, honest. and even with that, and though, I had to put it I up. Said, like, "Oh, that's what's up." But <laughs> all right, okay, all right. So look, so look, so if we move for again, I'm past Indy. We, we, we 
we out, we out of envy. You know, <laughs> we're, out, we're out of envy. You know, a couple of weeks went by. Um, you know, you were ironing out things on your end. There were things I was evaluating on my end. And I think, and ultimately, we end up on the phone pretty much nonstop, you would say. Yeah. From sleepy. <laughs> Why was you sleepy? Because it was keeping me up all hours of the night. <laughs> Wasn't just me. You was keeping no, me up, too. I was... But anyway, as well say anybody know me, know I'm asleep by 10, go to bed at 5, 6 in the morning. So yeah, and then we got married, like 60 days later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's, that's, because I've already drawn out the story, but so yeah. That's... Maybe another episode will pick up on some of the details that we didn't <laughs> inundate y'all with today. So I guess as we start to bring this episode to a close, uh, let's talk a little bit about what you know, our two years has been like, like what has been some of the highs, what have been some of the lows, and since it is our anniversary, what do you look forward to for the next trip around the sun? Highs and lows. Well, I, I'm not going to say low. Low is probably not the, the, the most accurate word I would use. I would say probably learning challenges and learning curves. Okay. Um, and that more so had to do with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think within in any, in, in any um, relationship, especially marriage, um, living with somebody, you have to try to adjust your 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 way of living to theirs, mm-hmm. so you guys can create a, a unified way of living or something new, mm-hmm. um, a new environment, if you will. Um, so I think that one of the challenges that I had for me was adjusting or me living with you versus mm-hmm. me just it just be me, um, knowing that okay, I may excuse me, I may not create. A lot of garbage by myself, but two people will create a lot of garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay with just leaving something laying where it's at. You, you are may okay not okay with that, you know. So learning, even learning, just how to okay, you know what? I gotta, I've gotta, I gotta pick this up. I gotta pick up, and it, and it really, I don't think it was something that was like tedious, but I think it's something that um, had to be practiced mm-hmm. constantly. Um, you know, just some stuff like that. I mean, I I think for me, that was probably just the, that learning curve mm-hmm. of trying to, you know, and then also, you know, paying attention to signs, paying attention to, to the things, like things that are repetitive, things that you, like ways you may react to certain things or things that will, will bring you more happiness versus, you know, probably not so much, so, you, you know, stuff like that. You know, I think those would be, like it's a challenge, not lows. Yeah, I, I don't think I honestly don't think there's. I don't. I would not consider anything to be a low, mm-hmm. at least in this relationship. Yeah, I, I think so too. So something I did not say at all since we've been on this podcast is I am a licensed professional clinical counselor, um, and I do mental health counseling, individual counseling, family counseling, therapy, all that kind of stuff. And um, having done a significant amount of marital counseling, particularly those who are um, referred by court systems, like so reunification counseling or co-parenting counseling, usually because a couple has divorced or they're potentially thinking about divorce, that's been a lot of my work over the last four years. But I think um, when I think about how individuals that I have the privilege of like supporting in their processes like what their relationships look like I don't think we've had a lot of lows a challenge has been for me honestly 
of not listening to the stories of my clients and projecting that onto you or worrying. So let's say, you know, someone tells me, oh, my husband has been, you know, staying out in the living room a lot and being on the couch, like on his phone. And if you're on the couch on your phone, not thinking like, I wonder if he's doing the same thing that so-and-so is doing. You know, and that that's just a, a little example, but I think it has been important for me to keep that boundary of not assuming that one equals the other mm-hmm. because you do hear a lot of bad things. It's kind of like sickness. Like they talk about all of the symptoms of COVID. Right. People are like, I can't breathe. Do I got coronavirus? Or right. my nose oh, is not like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. sometimes it's kind of like that where it's easy to look at things going wrong and to look at you side-eyed. And then also the thing that I think the positive with that is I will try to make sure that I'm not doing the thing that I saw someone else did that caused the marriage to go bad. Like, so paying attention to it. I remember there was one time I was talking to a couple and I was like, they have been having the same argument for 12 years. And I'm like, oh God, and this is the same argument that we're having. And that scared me. I'm like, oh my God, we got to get this fixed in year one because they are divorced. They couldn't make it. And this is the same argument that they had for the last 12 years of their lives. And I think we were able, you know, to talk about that and say that I don't want us to be having this argument about, you know, your socks and and the laundry or whatever 12 years from now. So I think it's, it's definitely, that's been some of the like highs and lows for me is to not project onto you what I see in other situations. But with that still in mind, I think that, you know, God has really blessed us with a a wonderful relationship. And, you know, I know that people think like, oh, two years in. I remember when I was like 20, when I was 20, 25, 28, I couldn't wait to turn 30 because every time someone asked me how old I was, they'd be like, oh, you're just a baby. Mm -hmm. And when I turned 30, like nobody said that anymore. Something about, I guess, being in the (laughs) 20s, people still think like you're young or that you don't know what you're talking about. I was 25 with a master's degree running things. But when I was 30, no one told me how much of a baby I was. And I know sometimes people look at length of time or age and think, oh, you don't know enough. And so for us to be two years in and saying, like, I think we have a great marriage, I think that many people would be like, oh, well, y'all ain't been married long enough. You ain't been through stuff long enough. And, you know, people have their opinion. I don't I don't ascribe to that. I think, you know, we're older. We have had a lot of situations. It's not your first marriage, even though I was not married before I was engaged for a long time. But I think at this age, even while we got married so quickly, I think you know what you want. You know what you you don't want. You know what you need to do. And I think had it not been for the time that you know, we were apart and growing up, yeah. life probably would have been difficult. You know, we always talk about what it would be like if we got married when we were 18 and 19, and I still firmly believe we'd been divorced by now. Well, one thing I want to kind of add to that when you were just saying um, basically how things ended up kind of coming into kind of coming together um and even the relationship as a whole one of the things that i i will probably i'm sure we'll probably touch on this at another time is that every step Uh big move that we've made has been made through prayer Uh and by the leading and the following of god Uh to even to the letter to the day of when you moved, uh-huh. these were words that got you know. And 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 one thing I will tell people, and, I, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not, it's not a deep moment. I'm not, did not, not meaning to be deep. But um, one thing I will tell people is, if you have a relationship with God and you know you hear Him, 
listen to them. Mm-hmm. Because if you're listening to them and follow and are following, and that's why even though my first marriage it was, was was a failure, it wasn't a failure. It was a learning experience. Mm-hmm. And had all of that not happened, all of this present. Mm-hmm would not and could not be what it is. Right. So even when it may look like that you have a, a tumultuous past or those things were things that bogged down bogged you down and weighed you down, you have to remember that if you had not went through all of that and had not had those experiences and those 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 situations happen, they could not and you could not have ended up in the position that you're in now. Right. So so yeah, I think that um, you know, our last two years have been probably easier than I ever expected marriage oh, to be, and I'm looking forward to what the next 52 years look like. Now, one thing I'll say, I think that um, I have to give credit to our wonderful marriage to a man by the name of Alan Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> my good old dad. And the reason the why I say that is, I mean, and I tell him this all the time, like you raised a wonderful son and I totally see the influence of his parenting and, and demonstration of what it means to be a father and demonstration of what it means to be a husband in your life. And maybe this is another conversation for another episode, but having dated men who were not raised by their fathers and then dating you, it's night and day. And I think even as you on one of your podcasts, you know, talk about fatherhood and, and the importance of fathering your children, I, I totally see it. And I think that has great impact on our relationship so yeah so this is who we are a little bit of our backstory (laughs) um about what we do i think another just while i'm talking about i think something else that is a little bit of a struggle for me is to not be a counselor but to be a wife (laughs) and i know that was something we you know bounced around a lot in the first year and even when people would ask you like what's it like to be married what's it like to be married to a counselor i would always listen to your answer even if i was not like looking (laughs) like i was listening because i wanted to make sure that i'm not um projecting well, not only just not projecting, but just not doing something that makes you feel awkward or uncomfortable or angry or whatever. And so, you know, I know there are times where I'm like silently analyzing you. And then there are other times like, yo, wait a minute. This is what I think you're doing. This is what I think you're doing. Is this why? You know, and so really trying to balance it out. But, but communication is very important. Yeah, I think, you know, all the things that I know about relationships and all the things that you know about relationships, I think has really come together to help make our relationships stronger and yes. and to you know our community of listeners we definitely want to just share our experience and if you can get anything from it then it's a win and so um <laughs> you know we hope you'll join us on our journey as we keep sailing towards forever and um we're glad that you're here and let, let, let me just add this real quickly and it's really something simple and it's something i just actually told somebody the other day there is freedom in marriage Mm-hmm. Marriage is not the old ball and chain. Mm-hmm. It's not bondage. So anybody that's out there that may be listening that is not, you might be engaged, you might be in a relationship looking towards looking towards a marriage or you know moving forward towards getting, or if you want to, your person just want to get married, um, know that with the right person, marriage presents an immense amount of freedom. Yeah, I let him off his leash every couple days. (laughs) (laughs) 
no, but I think it's been great. I'm really excited to have spent these last two years with you. And I, I just think that the next forever amount of years are going to be even great. And I saying that things don't get difficult or that we have. And we've had some storms that we've had to navigate and weather together. I'm just glad that those storms were not me inflicting that storm on you or you inflicting that storm right, on me. Right. But life and its you know like challenges and, and how it you know ups and downs, how we've been able to face those together. Like I was just telling somebody a minute ago, I couldn't imagine having survived or having to live through a quarantine, uh, you know, through a pandemic alone. <laughs> like that would be just terrible and just you know having someone to shelter in place with and not just someone but someone that you actually like right someone that makes you <laughs> happy and, and what you would know, you say something is not is not something better something is not, not better, better than, than nothing <laughs> especially when that something costs you everything <laughs> so that's right um, oh the other thing we should probably talk about before we wrap up you know in the first year, we wrote a book together. Oh yeah, that's right, that's yeah. right. That's and right. we are actually working on our second book together called Marriage, What Was I Thinking? And really just looking at expectations and values around relationships, life lessons, culture, society, how it impacts how we enter into relationships and how we survive them or you know, the healthy ones, the unhealthy <laughs> ones. So I'm sure a lot of our conversation from the podcast will be reflected in that book or the book will inform these conversations so um yeah we're excited that you're here and we're excited to be doing this together we hope that you enjoy it make sure you tell them where you get those books at yes so you can go on to our social media pages the crown llc and then bswole 43 yeah and then you can also go to www.thecrownllc.org um, they're also available on Amazon, Amazon yeah. and uh, yeah, you can just also shoot us a message if you need more information about how to um, find that information. So we're glad that you joined us for our first episode and we're going to go because it's time to celebrate our anniversary. I know that's right. So oh, we... <laughs> and with that, we're going to turn the microphone off before, <laughs> he, before he get crazy. So. All right. We love y'all. All right. Y'all take care. Hey, this is Justin, and I'm here with my wife, Denisha, and you are listening to Focus on Me. So, uh, <laughs> we got a little interesting episode today as we discuss entanglement. So, like most of the <sighs> world, uh, I'm sure you have listened to the Red Table Talk. Now, I want to go on record and say that was the first time I ever watched a Red Table Yeah. I've seen a couple clips like mm-hmm. with different things on Facebook, but I've never watched a full video in its entirety. So this is my right. first time looking at it. Mm-hmm. And generally, I don't like to get involved in stuff like that, but I figured it could be a good conversation for the podcast. And for married folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to go on record to first say, like, we are not bashing Will or Jada. I just think it gives us good conversation. And I know it's got to be hard to deal with a very public a very private situation in, in a very public, public yeah. way so I mean I want to s- just say that like I wouldn't 
envy them for anything right now. Not at all. So what were some of your thoughts about it? So I think it was interesting. I think one of the things that I, I think most people, I don't know, well, I noticed, looking at the emotions that mm-hmm. were in both areas. Um, and you mean by both people? Like yeah, Will but, and Jade? Okay. Correct. So, I mean, and this is just me looking, you know, mm-hmm. it looked very visible mm-hmm. that Will's eyes were real puffy and mm-hmm. and red as if he had already been crying, which is understandable because, again, you're bringing up that same, you're bringing up all the emotions of, the, of what had happened. Mm-hmm. And then it almost, and this is just how I felt, it seemed very laxed and mm-hmm. kind of dismissive the way Jada was coming out with these things. Okay. Kind of like, yeah, it's done, you know. Mm-hmm. Almost as if like and I and I, I totally understand it for them clearly it was years ago, mm-hmm. um, and it was interesting seeing how he he wanted her to say what like say what you did right stop using the word entanglement because he said entanglement she said yeah entanglement he says um entanglement what does that mean you, you know it's like. I feel like that it's so funny because it made me think of like church church folks. Mm-hmm. They try to use a word mm-hmm. <laughs> to cover up whatever is going on, and not just church folks. Well, yeah, people, anybody. Yeah. But I think about them because they do. We we do it a lot. This is mm-hmm. what it is. Church. I've seen. I've, I've been in church for all my life. So, I've, and I've seen many people use it, and I myself have used different words to you know mean what it yeah, is. Euphemisms. That's what they was that, called. That, that's, yeah, <laughs> well, that's, we don't want to call it what it really is. Right. But it was interesting because. For I mean, I feel like in many cases, if if you don't, if how can I say, if you feel a certain way, you feel a certain way, and if you did whatever you did and it's done, just it's what it is. You ain't got to make it up, dress it up, make it seem like it's something that it's not, or give it something special to make it sound good. So maybe that's a good place to kind of park, right? How many times does that happen in relationships, not just? Uh, marriage relationships or romantic relationships but how many relationships go bad because people won't own up or be accountable to what it is that they've done Mm -hmm. Uh, I think a lot of arguments happen a lot of hurt feelings happen a lot of um, wounds don't get healed or issues don't get resolved because people won't actually just be accountable for what they've done Mm-hmm. Um, I hate when people are apologizing and they're not really apologizing or couples will say things like, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. If. <laughs> when I told you that you did. Or, well, I'm sorry you felt that way. That's not an apology. Or if I've done anything to hurt you. Right. And just, you know that I like did. It's like a blanket apology. I, I, that's I not even an apology. That. I just I feel like that. Oh, gosh. It, it's something I think people do to make themselves feel better mm-hmm. and to appease other people. Because also how many memes and things have been on the Internet in the last 24 to 48 hours just with that word entanglement alone. <laughs> and I think what people are highlighting is a how silly it sounds, mm-hmm. how um erroneous it is and i think that happens a lot when we won't acknowledge what we've done wrong when we won't call something what it is and even in the world of addictions we always used to say if you hide your addiction you'll never find your recovery if you hide your problem you'll never find your healing and even the bible says i desire truth Mm -hmm. in the inward parts that's psalms 51 right so calling something an entanglement 
even when people are like, you know, y'all go together, like, it's a situation. Right, right. It's a situation. Situationship, yeah. That's like, what are we talking about right now? It's like, it are, it, either you are or you're not. And I feel like that was kind of the the tone of even that phrase entanglement. Like, no, you had an affair. Well, maybe you won't call it an affair because y'all were separated, but you were having a relationship with this person. And so, how many times do people have entanglements in their marriage? And I've seen a lot of people clapping back on social media saying, uh, why are you talking about Will and Jada? Y'all got entanglements right now. You got mm-hmm. entanglements with your baby mamas. You got entanglements with your, you know, all these different people in your life. And it's easy to talk about what they are doing oh, yeah. because they're famous. Not knowing that, you know, a lot of our lives have looked pretty similar. And even as I, you look at the, the the chosen word entanglement, you know, uh, you know, when you when you get ready to preach, you start looking up definitions. Uh huh. And you, you know, I, I bring up the definition: a complicated or a compromising relationship or situation. So she meant exactly what it was, mm-hmm. but without just saying, "Well, look, this is what it is." I'm going to use this 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 pretty word, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, to me, I feel like. Um, and, then, and this is kind of like veering off of them and kind of coming just back mm-hmm. um, to relationships. Uh, it's easy to skate around it. Mm-hmm. I think it's sometimes harder for some to hit it head on and to tackle it. And I think once you do, if you're going to address it, mm-hmm. like so if I'm coming to you with something, I'm addressing whatever issue it is, whether it's my own issue to talk to you about or an issue I have with you, you have to be receptive. Right. Because if you're not receptive to me, then it's going to make it harder for me to come back the next time. Right. You know, and I feel, feel like there has to be some type of dialogue. There has to be a discussion. There has to be some type of resolution in order to get any type of. Uh, breakthrough or healing or or whatever word or attitude that you need at that moment mm-hmm. or to move forward there has to be uh, kind of a safe place mm-hmm. for you to be able to come and and, and uh, reveal or you know uh, address whatever mm-hmm. the issue is and I think that because uh, from what I understand, I'm guessing that she brings people to the table to talk. Because mm-hmm. the title of it was like, Jada brings herself to the table. Right. And I think Will kind of had that, I'm going to interview you like you mm-hmm. do some other folks kind of a thing. And it, I didn't see a lot of forthcoming Mm-mm. with that. I didn't see a lot of... And again, maybe they did that already. Now, I will also say this. The problem with putting yourself in the public is that the public gets to judge you. So, you got a show. Y'all came on the show and talked about it. So, you can't really be upset about (laughs) anybody's commentary on what they witnessed that you put out there. So, Mm -hmm. if people are judging you, you know, that's something that you invited when you put your business out there. Right. Now, whatever happened to make them have to have this conversation, I don't know. But just my opinion on it is that reality, like, you put yourself out here so people have the right to say what they want to say. And I think that her coming to the table, it lacked a little bit of, you know, reality or, or I shouldn't say sincerity? reality. Sincerity. There yeah, you go. That's really the word uh, I was thinking. And looking at, like you said, looking at the differences in their faces was like, wow. 
you know, I would have thought if, if I just saw the memes, if I just saw the faces, I would have thought Will was saying he cheated. He had an entanglement. Right. Which takes me to another point. Someone said to me, like, what if that had been Will who was saying he had the entanglement? Oh, they would have dropped that joke through the mud. Exactly how it would have happened and how we, particularly as women, would have been, you know, calling. See, that's why all men are dogs and this and the third. And it was an interesting thing to actually see the look on his face as being someone cheated on, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and even it reminded me of Tyler Perry movies, right? A lot of times people <laughs> say they don't like Tyler Perry movies because... I'm one of them. But look, because <laughs> the guys are always being dog. The yeah. guys are always the good guys finishing played, last. So he played him though. Right? He, he played somebody good. <laughs> but, but a lot of times I think what he is highlighting is the reality that this does happen way more often than either yeah. Hollywood would want us to believe mm-hmm. or whatever society portrays. And so I think it is interesting that it was the female who had the entanglement <laughs> and the male sitting there looking like he was just, you know, heartbroken and crushed. And I thought he still looked that way. He did. And he was like, and I got to get you back. Right. Like I got some payback coming. Which but I, even that little, that little, the little back and forth between them about that. So like, well, I think you've done more Le- leads me to believe there's more to it. And I'm sure there but, is, but I, 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 it makes me wonder though. Cause why would he say that? Cause you know, part of it's like, all right, you, for example, like me and you, you kiss somebody, I slept with somebody, and then you'd be like, um, we even, maybe not, or if I would be like, we're even, like, mm, I don't know if sex yeah, and the kiss that's... is even, but it felt like that tone, like, I've done some stuff, but I still got to get you back, because right. what I've done maybe wasn't as bad as and what see, you've done, and again, we don't have the details, it's all speculation. Just, just from listening to them, though, like, thinking about... What and he, I appreciate that he asked, "What were you looking for?" Mm-hmm. And when she said she was looking just to feel good again, it hadn't felt good in so long. You're so cute. Oh Lord, cut it out. You are. I was just looking at your face. Man, listen, you're trying to get in trouble. We're trying to do this here thing, and you trying to have your, hit the pause button and take it back. But so the crazy thing is about that. Like I can, like I said, I can appreciate that he asked that question. But the fact that she that she put this out here, it was like, well. You're saying that you wanted to feel good. You haven't felt good in a long time. And I realize unhappiness is a strong thing mm-hmm. that will end something. Mm-hmm. That can bring it into something. That can uh, put a huge dent in a relationship, a marriage, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what I was trying to figure out was, well, okay, if this was what you wanted to feel, why did you wait so long mm-hmm. not to cheat, mm-hmm. <laughs> to address it? Or has it been addressed? And has there been was there no resolution to it? Well, I don't think this. I don't know their lives. I'm just from what I well, heard. Now, and now I'm talking about relationship up, things. Now. I know. I'm just saying. I think that what I could appreciate that she said was in doing that she realized her codependency yes. issues. Mm-hmm. And I think codependency is a huge part of why people couple off, right. how they couple off, mm-hmm. how they choose the person that they choose to be with. And when those needs aren't met or that person doesn't need you, because codependency basically means you have a need to be needed. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you think about whatever this child, because apparently he's like 20 years younger than her or something like that, 
he was sick. It it mm. seemed like it gave her an opportunity to be needed. And I mean, mm. when you think about marrying someone like Will Smith, who, you know, like Osan got his own car, got his own house. <laughs> like if you need to be needed and you go into a relationship like that, you're going to feel unfulfilled. And she used the very important word trauma, right? So, and I, I guess in another one of her table talks, she talks about her family's issues with addiction and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So, you know, being a trauma therapist, I could only imagine how those codependency issues were formed. And when it comes now to relationships, I think we have to really look at healing that comes from relationships mm-hmm. and healing that comes before relationships. Okay. And I think that that's a really real part, right? Healing before is as important as healing during relationships. During, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because going into relationships with issues such as codependency or even just issues of um, disengagement, they're going to have a strong strain on your relationship. Mm-hmm. And you might find yourself in an entanglement as a result of those unresolved issues. And, and even like kind of, I guess, bridging a little bit. Um, Thinking about her saying that that's what she needed in order for her to learn these these lessons and her codependencies and things like that. You know, listening to it, I was just thinking about us and I'm like, Mm -hmm. man, listen, I don't need you going elsewhere Mm -hmm. in order to get what you need. Going elsewhere to get your healing, mm-hmm. going elsewhere to get your revelations and, and, and whatnot. No, work with me. Right. Work now, with me. I guess to their credit, one of the things that I did hear them talk about, that was at a time when they were separated. Yes, now that is true. to divorce. So mm-hmm. to some extent, that makes sense. Yeah. But what also was interesting, though, is if that happened at a point where they were, because he was pretty adamant that he was like, I was done with you. Mm-hmm. We weren't coming back. It seemed irreparable. I think the hurt, though, was still significant. Absolutely, because clearly there was still love there. Yep, and I think that when people walk away from something, it's just not that easy to end or sever ties or emotional ties. You know, In the mm-hmm. church, we call them soul ties. And I think that that's so important for us to consider that just because we may be physically not together or that we are saying that this is the path that those actions, even in those times can still severely impact the relationship, especially if you do try and come back together. And also as you were talking, what what I start thinking about is that stuff just doesn't happen overnight. Mm -mm. There's usually steps and phases where it's like, okay, boom, this happens. You know, maybe there's a little bit more time and then this happens. And that disconnect mm-hmm. starts, and it, if there is no uh, reconnection, if there is uh, no reconciliation emotionally, mm-hmm. in between those 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 gaps of time, mm-hmm. it just you guys, uh, two people get keep getting further and further and further away to where, when it does become a split and a separation, and now it's like okay, yeah, I'm not, I, I haven't been happy. I've been telling you I'm not happy. I've mm-hmm. been trying and trying and trying. Then that kind of changes the dynamic of, okay, we're separated, we're not together or whatever. Mm-hmm. It changes the dynamic of, of the emotions attached to it. Mm-hmm. Because if you, if you let's, let's just say they hadn't got back together. Mm-hmm. Would he have probably been hurt at the moment when he heard about it? Possibly. 
Mm-hmm. Probably. But if they had not gotten back together, I think it would have helped. That would have helped him detach himself even more. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that uh, that reality of, yeah, if you're in a relationship and you're li- listen, first of all, mm-hmm. listen to what's actually pay attention to what's actually happening. But wait, hold on. Before we go right there to listen. I think not only do people have to listen. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you have to listen to me. Right. But I have to speak. That, yes. Absolutely. And I think that's absolutely. a missing piece. I think people always say, well, like, you weren't listening to me. You weren't listening to me. I think sometimes in marriages or in relationships, people have this unrealistic expectation that I'm supposed to be able to read your mind. Oh, no. Oh, no. no and I'm not saying no, you're no, saying no, that. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. Totally and agree. I think when it comes to. Where is the fault or how did this go wrong? People, well, he didn't listen. Did you say it in a way that he could hear? Right. Did you say it in a way that she could hear? Or did you assume that they understood what you meant? You should know by now. You should know what I want. Like that. I think (laughs) that is like one of the biggest pitfalls that people in relationships have. Mm -hmm. Like I believe and you know very well. I believe in saying what I want. I also believe in asking for what you want, right? So right. when it comes to like birthdays and stuff like that, I don't want to. I don't want you to have to guess. I'm gonna give you a list. Makes it easy, right? And you know, I told you it's this bag on the Louis Vuitton website. Mm-hmm. I sent you the picture. This one so or no this one, and that's and that makes that's clarity though. And anything I got over top of that, that's bonus, right? Right, right. Versus acting like, well, don't make a, you know, it's okay. No big problem. No. Like, because you're going to be disappointed when mm-hmm. he come in the house with, you know, a, a bag from TJ Maxx. And TJ Maxx got some nice bags. Don't get me wrong. But if but you if wanted, you want, right. right, if you wanted the Gucci or if you wanted the Louis Vuitton and you didn't say that, that mm-hmm. is part of your challenge. And I think far too often in, in situations people don't say what they need and then accuse the other person of not listening or not knowing. That's that's why when I tell you, I say this all the time to you when we, whenever we're talking about different situations and we talk we may talk about different somebody not speaking up or whatever. Mm-hmm. I always quote that line from Spawn <laughs> from Chapel. And my, if, my, if my brother is listening, he will know it right now. Uh, and Chapel said it all say. the time. You got to speak up if you want to be heard. That's it. And if you don't say something, mm-hmm. you cannot fault Mm-hmm. The other person in a relationship for anything they do if you haven't said nothing to them. Right. Now, I want to shift gears a little bit. I'm trying to remember exactly how she said, and I started to write it down when they said it. Mm-hmm. But she says something to the effect of like marriage is filled with like hardships or trying times or something. Yeah, and it has to be that way. Yeah, it has to be Try hard. By fire Mar- or something. Marriage something. is hard. And Will said something to the effect of like, but I don't want that no more. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and it made me think about the reality of how many times people will say, marriage is work, marriage is work, marriage is hard, marriage is work, marriage is hard. And, and I know that even sometimes people can be condescending when you have not been married for a long time. And they're like, shoot, you saying that now, wait till such and such, or wait till this, wait till y'all got 15 years in the game and all that kind of stuff. And so when I heard that statement, I thought to myself, like, yeah, marriage is hard when one of the people in the relationship 
you know, gets a sickness mm-hmm. or kids come or financial mm-hmm. difficulties or COVID-19 or, you know, things that happen. I'm like, but this wasn't like the type of hardships that right. most marriages have to face. You had an entanglement. Mm-hmm. So I was really, I, I heard that and it sounded very much like this is what you can expect in a relationship in, in, mm-hmm. and it's going to be hard because these are everyday occurrences. Now, is adultery a common occurrence in a lot of marriages? Sure. Mm-hmm. But that's like saying, oh, raising kids is going to be hard. Of course, if you have a baby, the baby's going to cry in the middle of the night and people are right. going to be tired and we're going to try and figure out how come you ain't getting up to feed the baby? How mm-hmm. come I got to do it all the time? You know, you're going to have to pay bills and different things that's like life. that. But like an entanglement is not a that's prerequisite an... for the marriage. No, like, no, no. Nobody gets married. Nobody gets married with the with the expectancy of yep, there's gonna be an entanglement. So I better prepare myself. Right. What? Like you know, parents are gonna uh, get older, and we're gonna have to take care of our parents, right. and you have to worry about college for your kids, and mm-hmm. maybe your kids get sick or things like that. But an entanglement is just not like par for the course. <laughs> and I, I didn't like when she said that because I think it it spoke to. An expectation that this is what is going to happen in relationships, and that's false. That is Absolutely. such a falsehood. I mean, I could, as you were talking, I thought about my parents mm-hmm. and my father. For as hard as he had it when my mother got got really sick and he was taking care of her, you never, even though I knew that it was taking a physical toll on him, mm-hmm. he never. He was every time he got every time he came home from work or every time he got to do this and got to do that he go he go in there he'd be in there laughing when I would come visit them he'd be in there laughing with my mom all cracking up they'd be in separate rooms watching the two separate rooms watching the same thing laughing mm-hmm. so you can't tell me that an entanglement is always always what is going to happen down this or down the road mm-hmm. and kind of to to just touch on one thing you said about about the time and lo- time and longevity of a relationship mm-hmm. what in the world or should I say <laughs> what use is having a long miserable relationship mm-hmm. and what is the, well actually no, let me just rephrase that I'm gonna rephrase that. I'm gonna pack, repackage that how much can you really tell me that you've been miserable in your whole relationship versus Someone who's trying to work to make mm-hmm. things happier, mm-hmm. to make things better, to, to keep communication open. I am all open to listen to suggestions from people. Mm-hmm. But when your marriage reflects and in your relationships mm-hmm. reflect nothing positive, it's kind of hard to take something. Mm-hmm. It's kind, it it kind of is. And, you know, I, I, I love... I love talking with my dad and my brothers and stuff and because I, I get different insight and different perspectives. Even though we're from the same family, right. you get different perspectives because we're different in different age groups and we've all had different experiences. You know, So even with that, it's like, okay, you know what? These are things we can learn. And even while I'm learning, I'm not thinking about no entanglement being the next thing that's going to be on my road. And, you know, I, I don't know what the path was for her and anybody who's been in that situation to where they found themselves in the entanglement. (laughs) Um, Again, being a marriage counselor for years, I've heard many different people talk about what happened and what got them there. Mm -hmm. But what I do know is 
there are generally pretty predictable signs. Oh yeah, that an entanglement is not far off. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's so important to have accountability with you know other couples, with friends and family, you know, people that will hold you accountable to like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, I think I saw a post earlier today was like, you don't have to wait until you actually have sex with somebody. If you find yourself deleting texts and deleting pictures and making sure that your phone is password protected and locked <laughs> and all that, you already in an entanglement. <laughs> and I think that there's truth to that. Like yeah. when it comes to, you know, uh, adjusting your behavior or operating in secrecy, there is some indication already that an entanglement is close by. And mm-hmm making sure that there are people around you who you trust, who are trustworthy and who love you enough to tell you the truth that the path you're going down is the wrong path. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're going to keep your covenant, if you're going to keep your vows that you made to, you know, as we said in the last episode, forsaking all others and keeping only to the person. And so I think that, Whatever her path is, I don't know. But for anybody who's listening and even, you know, a daily reminder for ourselves, like I say all the time, when I can't say it to you, we're already in a bad place. Mm -hmm. And making sure that I have enough, um, what's the word I want to use? Integrity Mm -hmm. to not, as one of my clients said, not play in the dark. (laughs) And that's so important because I think playing around in the dark before you know it you caught up and mm-hmm. i ain't talking about wrapped up tied up tangled up in jesus you wrapped <laughs> up tied up tangled up in an entanglement mm-hmm. and you sitting there looking like all them pictures of those you know, like uh, <laughs> those ear earbuds like all them cords like and that's uh-huh. the worst thing to try and get trying untangled get oh goodness so especially when the phone ringing and you trying <laughs> to get it real quick you don't never get it when and, it actually rings and out. that's exactly how life will be you'll be trying to get out of that situation and you'll be so tied up and the thing that you need to be ready for a present for, you're not going to be, even if that's just your husband, wife, your kids, whatever, because you're going to be in this entanglement. Mm-hmm. And even though we're not that important, I just think about how <laughs> when you do have a world platform like that, people going to drag you. They going oh, and, yeah. and I just, Look, people will drag you even if you ain't that famous. You're right. And definitely it's the more <laughs> when you allow yourself to get caught up like that, but... You know, I, I, I think it was an interesting scenario that they found themselves in. And my prayer is like, be it far from me. Keep it away from us, mm-hmm. Lord. <laughs> because, And I do want to also say that anyone, any person is susceptible to have the same fate. And especially if we don't keep ourselves submitted to God. If we don't Absolutely. keep our flesh Submitted if we don't keep our will, our passions, our appetite submitted to God, we will find ourselves entangled just as quickly. Mm-hmm. And and I always say, you know, the bigger you the higher you go, the bigger the platform the devil has to expose you on oh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. And if we don't keep that stuff submitted to God and if we don't keep ourselves at the foot of the cross, mm-hmm. we'll find ourselves and maybe nobody will care. And maybe nobody will be tweeting about it and making memes <laughs> about it. But the people who are close to us, the people who are kids, our family, our friends, people we minister to, mm-hmm. whoever, they will be devastated by oh, yeah. it. And if we're not careful, like Paul said, not for the grace of God, there go I. 
And so really making sure that we, as you know, you and I, Justin and Denisha, but also as listeners and as people who are really trying to have uh, healthy marriages, like we got to pay attention to our temptations for entanglements. We got to pay attention to our susceptibility to entanglements it made me think about that one uh, Tyler Perry play where uh, Cora went to lunch with the Reverend and Brown said that's how they get you and she was like what you mean get me and he said didn't they know you like lunch like if we're not careful the enemy knows our oh he, our, he definitely knows uh, you like taste mm-hmm. and it's not hard for men yesterday you saw somebody was in my messages yeah. and if I was not careful to be avoiding any entanglement that could turn into something before mm-hmm. you know it. And I think if we're not careful, we can all find ourselves right at our own quote unquote red table, right. having to have a talk and, you know, dealing with hurt and wounds that obviously years later still have not mm-hmm. been resolved. And it's a really, and quite frankly, these are hurts and wounds that you that don't have to be. Correct. They don't have to be. Correct. Well, as we wrap up. This episode, what's your takeaway? What's your send-off? What do you want the, the folks to know? <laughs> Be not entangled again. <laughs> Listen. Be not entangled again. That's 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 mm-hmm. where I'm gonna leave with y'all. Cause I'm mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I'm gonna leave that right there. Mm-hmm. Just we're gonna sit that there and we're gonna table that. Yeah. I will just say I think if you find yourself in an entanglement, get some help. Seek out wise counsel. Seek out godly counsel. Mm -hmm. Seek out paid counseling. Check your insurance plan, right? Because sometimes you need to talk about it before, especially if it's a situation that has not uh, maybe come to a head, like fix it, get out of it. But then also, if you're not in an entanglement, still find counsel, seek Mm -hmm. out counsel. Wise counsel. Wise counsel, paid counsel, trained counsel Mm -hmm. to identify any areas that might make you susceptible to become entangled. And then address those areas within your relationship. If you know there's some areas that are still needing healing like she talked Mm -hmm. about, talk about that with your spouse. Talk about that with your partner. So that way it's not something that you can get tripped up on. Because now you can lean on their strength or have that covering around that issue while you're getting healing. So um, thanks for listening. Before we go, if you've not done so already, follow us on Instagram at Focus On Me Podcast. We're also on Facebook. Um, same uh, name, facebook.com backslash Focus On Me Podcast. Also, if you have not, go to our website, www thecrownllc.org and we will see you next time. Take care, y'all.